Does a narcissist believe their own harmful words? The words that they're attacking you and saying to you, do they actually believe those? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here, talking about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, or my journey in narcissism, please subscribe. Hit that notification so you can get notified of what's actually happening of about narcissism, that awareness piece that we try to bring out, and also so you can get notified when we do new videos or when we have live events for question and answer times. We'd love to have you join and be a part of the community to help you find clarity in the confusion of being with a toxic person. Well, today we want to be able to dive into the aspects of do they actually believe the mean things they say? Like, how could they? Like, how could this even be a possibility of it even being there? Now, I want to dive into behind the words, like if they believe them or not, and also why people ask that and to get like an aspect of a change of perspective. So there's four things behind the words. If they believe them, why do you ask? And then look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Change perspective, okay? Well, when we talk about narcissism and the root of narcissism, a big aspect of that is shame avoidance. Like, I want to do anything I can to avoid shame to avoid whatever is coming at me to say, hey, that's not me, that's that person. That's not me, that's that cause. And everything is to avoid that shame, that guilt and that shame that wells up because of either who I am, my incongruence between me and the mask, or what I've done. And typically, this happens out in bringing about lies, hate, abuse, manipulation, distorting reality, etc., all to be at a place to avoid the shame, to be able to avoid that accountability and that responsibility. Well, let's kind of give like the why behind the words first. Like why are the harmful words, the, the abusive words coming out, what's actually happening? One of the first aspects is control. The idea of like, let me cut you down. Let me bring you low. Let me get you to a place where you're under my control. Because in that narcissistic relationships, there has to be a power dynamic. There has to be something that I'm better than you and you're less than me. I'm in control. I know better. I'm more special than you. I'm more entitled than you. I'm more knowledgeable in this area. And they turn oftentimes into that, that teacher role of like, oh yeah, well you don't know how to do this because you're not smart enough or you don't know X, Y, and Z. Like turning it all back around on you. A big aspect is those harmful words are meant to control you. They're meant to make sure that you get underneath them, to reduce your worth under their perceived worth, to reduce your worth, to make them feel like they are better than you and you do not count. Your opinions, your emotions, your feelings don't count. You're under their control. The other aspect is manipulation. And oftentimes this manipulation is the aspect of keeping their image intact, keeping their ego unscathed and getting what they want doing anything to move the ball in the right direction so that I keep that facade in front of other people 
And so I get to the place where like, hey, it's not affecting me. I'm still a good person. No one can actually see that I'm not a good person, that aspect. And also then to get what they actually want in the relationship. Like, I'm gonna manipulate you to get sex. I'm gonna manipulate you to steal your money. I'm gonna manipulate you in all these different aspects to look better. The other aspect of like the why behind the harmful words is a lack of empathy. Like, if I don't have to care about your feelings and I don't have to care about how you're going to react to it or how it's going to hurt or not hurt you, then why does it matter what I say? Why does it matter what I put out there if I'm too worried about you? Because a narcissist is not worried about you at all. Like I normally say it's a one-sided relationship and you don't count because the narcissist is only focused on themselves and everybody else they don't really care about. So it doesn't really matter what you say. The narcissist doesn't care. The fourth thing about why the why behind the harmful words is object relations. Okay, and with object relations, I'm talking about the aspect of like black and white thinking. You see, when we're dealing with a narcissist, there's this switch a lot of times that happens. Sometimes it's the fall from the pedestal. Sometimes it's kicking you out from, un, from the pedestal that's supporting you. But the idea is like looking at you and idealizing you to saying like, you're the best person ever. Like you are the match for me. You're my soulmate, that aspect. And then all of a sudden it switches. And you're like, how could it switch so fast? Because the black and white thinking is you're either all good or you're all bad. There's not really an in-between. There's just, you either meet my expectations or you failed to meet it. Even if it's 1%, that means you no longer don't meet any of my expectations at all. You're now dead to me. Sometimes people have seen this happen like on wedding night or after big moments like engagement, marriage, uh, having a kid, like all these kind of things. Like sometimes you'll see these big switches moving in together. These big switches of all of a sudden you're all good and now you're all bad. You hold them accountable for one thing. Now you're like dead to them. I don't want this anymore. That kind of thing. The object relations that gets really confusing for some people because they're like, how could they switch? Well, for a narcissist, it's very much like all or nothing. It's like giant thinking. Like you either love me or you hate me. There's not like a, oh, you're like discontent with me or, oh, you're like frustrated. Like, no, like it either is you're giving me all the admiration or I'm a victim of you not paying attention to me. Okay. So it jumps like that. All right. So do they believe their own words? So I'm going to sit on both sides with this a little bit, okay? The first side is a lot of times they do because of lying to themselves, okay? A narcissist lies to themselves to create a delusional environment of this is the reality I live in, which is not true at all. To be able to put themselves as a victim, to be able to put themselves as this is who I am. I am a victim because of X, Y, and Z. Like this is the path that I always played with every single person. Every affair that I had is it felt like I was a victim. It felt like I lost control of the situation. It felt like it got to a place where that person left me and I wasn't able to do anything about it. Even though every time they left me, I was the one that caused that. I didn't break up with them. I didn't push them away, but I was still the cause of it. And deep down, there's aspects that sometimes I knew. But I wanted to change it in my mind to be like, I'm the victim. Like, I'm always here. I'm always faithful. Yes, I'm looking at other people. Yes, I'm, you know, starting to cheat. Like, yes, all this kind of stuff. But like, I'm the good person. I'm still here. And that mantra, that idea kept going through my head that I'm the good person. And then people would leave me. And then I'd be like, see, I'm just the victim. And that mindset, that thinking still comes out sometimes today. That still is something that is a battle, a story that I'm trying to rewire and get back to the truth of the situation and not believe the lies that I put inside my head. 
Well, with those believe their own words, the other aspect is sometimes others don't believe them, but they use them as a tactic to be able to get what they want. Okay, so it's not just the idea of like, they're just lying to themselves, they're being a victim, you know, they're trying to get like this amount of truth out to like make themselves feel better, to hide from the lies, the shame, put on the mask. But others that that don't believe the words that they're saying, like they don't believe that you're an awful person, but they have to, to be able to feel better about themselves. But that don't believe part, it's like, but I'm going to use this word because I know it's going to trigger you. I'm going to use this word because I know it is going to get a reaction out of you, which is what I want or what I need to be able to manipulate you and control you. At the end of the day, I'm not sure which one's worse. If they 100% know or if they don't. I think there's a main aspect that a lot of times they do know, but they're lying to themselves. They're pushing it down so it doesn't make it to reality. It doesn't make it to their reality that they're experiencing with you. This question oftentimes, I wouldn't say stumps me, but always makes me like think a little bit more of the root of why someone's asking. Then I'm going to propose two different things. And I want you guys to leave some comments below of like, I might be completely off on this. And if I am, just say like, no, like this is the reason why. This is the reason why. Because I'm curious about this. Okay. Is why do people ask this so much? Does a narcissist actually believe the words they're saying to you? Do, do they actually believe like how harmful, how mean they're being? Do they actually believe the, the crap that they're saying to you? Do they believe that? So many people ask that. Like I get that on all platforms. So many people ask that question. Here's the two things I've been thinking about and mulling over. Let me know if they're completely off or if you think I'm ridiculous in them. But these are the two things that I want you to really like just sit with and like think, is there any validity to this? Two reasons. One you want the narcissist to believe the false reality so that you know they're incapable of change so you're able to leave. Like I think sometimes there's people that they want that person to actually believe it. Like they're completely delusional and they're like, that person's delusional, they're 100% a narcissist, label, failed attempt, leave. And sometimes people look for a label to exit out of an abusive relationship. They look for a label to say, this justifies what I'm doing. Like regardless of all the abuse, the lies, the cheating, like all these other things, now they're a narcissist, so now I can leave. If you're with someone who's doing abusive behaviors, you need to leave, period, whether they have that label or not. Whether they're ascribed to that false reality or not, if they're not demonstrating honesty, vulnerability, consistent change, then you need to leave, period. And the second thing is you want the narcissist to not believe the words so you'll feel more confident that those words aren't true. Now, I realize with both those statements, they have, they have a capacity of like really pissing some people off, but I want you to think about that is in the second one, you want the narcissist to not believe the words that are true so that you feel more confident that they aren't actually true. Because a lot of times when you're with a toxic person, they've distorted your reality so much that you start to believe the negative stuff that they're saying about you. So there's a part of you that's like, I just want to know that they don't believe it. That way I know it's not true. That's an aspect of working on your healing and growth to know who you are, regardless of the toxic person in your life, regardless of the things that they're putting on you to know actually who you are. Last but not least, I want you to understand this. If you're looking for a label or a way out or a quick fix to the hurt, nothing's going to happen without that vulnerability without that honesty. If you don't see the honesty, the vulnerability, and the change, then you need to leave. 
You need to understand if you're just looking for stuff to be able to get out, you have to understand that change and that growth is up to you. You've been beaten down. You've been pushed down. You have been a victim in that situation because someone has abused you, but that does not make you a victim long-term. That makes you a survivor as you continue to grow, change, heal, thrive, and develop into the person that you were meant to be. You are able to do all those things. That's why a lot of times when we get into the community, into the NARC app, into the Clarity Challenge, into uh, the seven-day challenge that's coming out soon along the lines of like how to actually break free from toxicity, like we're talking to people as survivors. We're not talking to people as victims. You've been through a lot of things. You've been hurt. You've been shamed. You've been ridiculed. You've been abused 100%. But now you're making the steps to grow, change, heal, and develop. Now you're a survivor, turning into a thriver that's going to grow and develop every single day. If you want to work with us, if you want to join us in that journey or in the community of thousands of people that are working towards that, you can go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com. You can go to rawmotivation.com to work with me one-on-one to get links for all the other stuff. We'd love to have you a part of the community. We'd love to have you join in your growth, in your healing, in your change, and in your development.